Welcome to the Gate Crashers Podcast, where we storm the gates of publishing and dare to talk about the realities of the industry. I'm your Ivory Tower representative, Amanda Liedeke, literary agent and vice president at McGregor and Liedeke. And I'm your self-publishing insider, Therese Crow, novelist and speaker. This is part two of our series of how to find your strengths as an author. We had planned a single episode, but the conversation went kind of long. So I'm splitting it into two episodes. So this is part two, and we're just going to pick up the conversation where we left off. The next one, the strength of marketing and networking. These are just the type type of author who is naturally charismatic, typically. Mm -hmm. They're somewhat of a natural salesperson. And they can just network and connect and, you know, they, they know a guy and they get, they get in on things, even when Mm -hmm. maybe they haven't achieved a certain level of success and they're just able to, they believe what they're selling and they are able to just push it on you effortlessly. Yep. Such a great strength to have such a Mm -hmm. great strength and it can make up for a lack of strengths in other areas, right? Like that marketing strength, that networking strength, maybe you're not as, maybe you're not as consistent. Maybe you don't have the strongest plot. Maybe you don't have the strongest characters, but if you get the marketing one, I mean, look out. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's interesting because as I'm thinking about the marketing slash networking, a lot of people who I know who are really good at like online marketing are not necessarily good at Mm in-person networking. It's, it can be two different personality traits sometimes. I think that's right. I think I can think of some people that they present really well online and maybe not as well in person, you know, right. You know, someone who presents really well online may not be the best like keynote speaker or, or, or vice versa. So it's knowing what you do well, right. And where you connect well, Mm -hmm. um, And then leaning into that, I mean, if you're really great at networking, especially if you're really great at networking with other writers who write what you write or other industry professionals, or you've got six friends who all have their own podcasts or whatever, you know, you can leverage that into Mm -hmm. something that started as networking and it becomes marketing or something Mm -hmm. that started as marketing and becomes networking, you know? Yeah. I I have an author I work with and just super connected, super connected. And it's, so it's definitely a strength. And like every time, like it's time for his, you know, book reviews or endorsements, it's like, well, here's all the people I could ask. And they are recognizable names. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, I'm constantly just blown away by just his ability to connect with people. And then to try to bring that into helping his book, you know, yeah. and, and push those sales. The next strength I want to talk about is voice. This is how you tell your story, how you write or -hmm. communicate your message for fiction and nonfiction. Voice is so important and it's what can help your book stand apart um, and on its own. And it's, and it's just, I mean, it's, it's a huge strength when someone has really found their voice. Mm -hmm. I mean, it every, it seems almost then like everything else gets easier. Wouldn't you Terry agree? Pratchett. Yeah. Like Terry Pratchett for me, no, knew his voice. Mm-hmm. Um, Neil Gaiman, mm-hmm. like there's almost nothing in common from one Gaiman book to another mm-hmm. other than that incredible voice. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't mistake it. It's, it's him. It's him through and through. 
yeah, it's, that's, it's a tough one to, to achieve sometimes, you know, like it's, it's really, I think the pinnacle of craft is having your own distinctive voice. Yep. It's absolutely like that elusive thing that every writer is chasing after. Mm -hmm. And so here's where I might get, get hate mail. Like there are a lot of people in the industry that teach that voice can be learned and that it can be taught. I disagree with that so much. I think it can be polished and perfected. I think, you know, you can be taught to mature your voice and really step into your writing voice, but it, Mm -hmm. but you can't sit in a class without any natural writing talent and then just come out with a voice. No, Mm -mm. that is something that is innate within a writer. Right. And Stephen King has broken this down as well. I don't know if he specifically called it out as your voice, um, but it's the exact same thing of, you know, you can, if somebody is an incompetent writer in Stephen King's book, they will always remain. So they will not get better. If somebody is a competent writer, they can become a good writer mm-hmm. with time and with practice and with some voice. But yeah, I mean, voice can't be, I, I agree with you there. I don't think it can be taught. You there's There's no way to sit down in a class and learn what your, what your voice is, I don't think. That only happens with hundreds of thousands, if not millions of words, Yes, in my opinion. I mean, maybe like, maybe you're, you're an absolute natural and um, you just, the first time you hit the page, you've got the perfect voice. And I would say doubtful. Yeah. (laughs) I think you might be suffering from being enamored with your own work a little bit. Right. Cause it's just, that's unbearably rare. Yeah. But yeah. I think the industry lately has spent too much time trying like doing, and it's for money. I I get that it's for book sales, but we give book deals to people who don't have natural writing voices Yeah, and we're not giving book deals to the people who do, because the people who do have natural writing voices typically don't have millions of of followers. And so, but even just like going into writing programs in colleges, like there are students that they don't have that natural talent and they're going to come out of that writing program and they're going to be able to put together an okay news article and an okay blog post, but they're not going to be able to write novels. They're not going to be able to write nonfiction and they probably never will because I believe that being a writer is something that you are born with. And it's Mm -hmm. a talent that you are born with. It is absolutely something that you need to refine and perfect over time. Oh yeah. But some people have it and some people don't. And so if, if you've gotten feedback that, wow, your voice is strong, or I can hear your voice in your writing, or you need a little bit more work, but I I'm getting a strong voice from you. That is some of the highest praise that you can get as a writer, right. That can't voice. Doesn't just, it isn't necessarily learned voice is either there or it isn't. So yeah, Yeah, it's something that has to feel right to you. Mm -hmm. And it's not always easy to get an editor for, for voice either. No, like that can be, that can be, that can be just as difficult as even if you do have a strong voice, finding an editor who really understands that Mm -hmm. And who isn't going to try to 
water it down or make it sound like everything else, that's, that can be a tall order. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I just feel like we do a disservice to so many writers where they don't have, like their writing is flat. Right. And it's not, we can tell them how to put together a plot and how to make a character and they can put all those things in place. That is not going to give life to their writing. Only right. voice, only voice can do that. And it's not something that like, you're just gonna, you can find or learn or, you know, uncover um, if it's, if it's not in there in the first place. Anyway. Right. Yeah. You can make it stronger kind right. of like how, you know, we've talked about, you know, your muse is a muscle mm-hmm. that you, and you can train it and yeah, you can refine your voice, but I would agree with you that I just don't think some people have. Yeah. Like singing that. Some yeah. Just right. Sing. Right. And right. Exactly. You can train yourself to kind of hit the right note most of the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people just can't even do that, but like, you know, you, right. can, you can get lessons to get better but are you going to be a breakout soloist? No, like right. that you're either born with that ability mm-hmm. that can be trained in you or, or that mm-hmm. can be groomed in you or you're not born with it. Right. I'm going right. to make that comparison because nobody gets offended, you know, when we talk about this with other arts, you know, with right. painting or with music yeah. or with anything like that. But, yeah. With you know, we've all got, like, yeah, we've all got a decent command of the English language. So what? Why am I not, you know, <laughs> the next great American writer? Yeah. And I, I think it all comes down to like, everyone knows how to put words into a Microsoft Word document. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, it's like, because like you can do that. Right. Doesn't mean though that you are a writer. And just like with like dance, like no one takes one dance class and then turns around and expects people to pay money to watch your dance recital. But yet authors will take one writing class, write one book, and then expect to be published. Right. Oh, it could rage about this. Like it's it's just so frustrating how much we cheapen the writing craft by ex- by having these unrealistic expectations and by not treating it like an art form. Yeah. All right. Last the last strength that I think that I wanted to talk about is authors who have a deep understanding of their genre. These authors are reading within the genre all the time. They know what's what's out there. They know the players, they know the expectations. And this is such like an unsung, unsung strength, I think for many writers. And we've talked a lot about like, know your genre, read in your genre, but it is, such a strength when you are a master at the genre that you are writing in. Yeah. I don't have a lot to say that's positive about this one because it can really be a flip of the coin because I've, I've known people who whose deep understanding of genre, you know, does serve them and does mm-hmm. help them. And then I think there's another level to it where it becomes um, glorified fan fiction like, mm-hmm. yes, it's technically original content, but it's just regurgitated yeah. of what you loved of it's, it's too meta. Yeah. You so know? It has all the parts and pieces in, in the right place, but it's just minus, it have that life to it. Minus the heart. Yeah. yeah. Well, then maybe a way to rephrase this is a deep love and respect for 
your genre. Yeah. I think that's hard to find an author mm-hmm. that loves and respects their genre, especially if their genre is something that's more category based. Yeah. You know, something cozy mystery, contemporary romance, um, urban fantasy, like something mm-hmm. that's can be so formulaic when in the wrong hands. Right. But they have such a love and respect for it that they just take it to that next level. Right. And part of that love of that genre, I think, usually has to include some sort of desire to leave your mark on it. Mm. I don't think you can write in a genre and love the genre and not want to leave a mark on it. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, you have to be willing to, and this is a skill set, to look at, you know, the expected beats and the expected plot points within your genre and go, okay, but I'm going to grab those three and I'm going to flip them on their head. And mm-hmm. that's what really is going to give this book the spice to it, you mm-hmm. know? And textbook, you know, advice would be, well, no, follow all of your genre expectations. But when it comes right down to it, if it's more entertaining this way, then go ahead and do that. You mm-hmm. know, if you really know what you're doing, you can find those things and you can exploit those, those areas and make something unique and put your own stamp on the genre. Right. And I think a lot of people get stuck in their writing career when it comes to pitching publishers and agents, because they aren't putting their own stamp on it. They're just regurgitating something that's been done before. And they're, they're hitting all the notes. They're doing all the right things, but it doesn't have that heart to it. It It doesn't feel special or new or different even though it's technically right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the people who are doing special and new things, the people who have a love and respect for their genre, I mean, hats off to you. And that is what is going to allow you to move forward in that genre. Yeah. So there you have it. Some, some strengths that we see in writers. Um, hopefully you've been listening to this and you've been able to identify a couple things that you see in your work or that people have said about your work. Um, and I, Chris, did you, you, you identified plot. Did you have anything more that you identified for your work? I would give my second place to the genre. Mm. I would say, yeah. Cause that's, I only read young adult. I only read in young adult fantasy or new adult. Like it's all within that same hemisphere. And that's not entirely true. Like I do read other nonfiction things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes right down to like, what do I want to sit down and curl up with and enjoy? It's that. And I, I feel like I've got a good enough handle on the tropes, the characters, the beats. And that feeds into plot as well of, yeah. well, I can take this and I can flip it on its head and I, I can do that. But yeah, it does have to come from a place of love and respect. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't go write a cozy mystery and you know, subvert half of the expectations and execute that successfully. Nope, would mm-hmm. not would not work. Right. Um, That's a strength to know where you fit and what you should be pursuing, and it's going to serve you well staying in your lane. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Gate Crashers podcast. If you found value in this episode or in any of the episodes we've done, you can drop a tip in our tip jar. Simply use our link paypal.me slash gatecrashers or log into paypal and search us using our username which is at gatecrashers and be sure to be here next week for a brand new episode